Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Hey guys, welcome back. It's F Word Friday, baby. Woohoo! We fucking <laughs> made it through the week. Hallelujah. And happy belated Whoa. birthday, Narbar. Oh, thank you, Sarbar. Yep, uh, my birthday was on Tuesday, but I missed it because of my body betraying me. So this Bullshit. weekend, yeah, Friday or Saturday, I think it's gonna be my big day. Good. I'm glad. You deserve to be spoiled, darling. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, I have to tell you this. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Rodrigo on Southern Charm is being roasted right now. Good. I hope over an open flame and I hope he's (laughs) naked and I hope the skewer goes through his mouth and comes out of his ass because I hate him. (laughs) And uh, he added fuel to the fire because a fan, I guess, commented something to him. And he responded by calling her a see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So Ah. this, I actually had this in my notes for the uh, Manic Monday episode that never happened. Yeah. Rodrigo can die. Honestly, (laughs) he's making such a big stink because I'm pretty sure all of his scenes got cut and he realized he didn't make a single impression during the season and he just wants to make sure he comes back next season. And I don't think this is the way to do it. That's a very, very valid and good point. I mean, Rod made it. Okay. Rod. Like why else would anybody in their right mind ever defend Taylor? Okay. And he was going in hard on the defense. I was stunned. Olivia. Oh, I know. And she's like, shut up, Rodrigo. She was done with his bullshit. Get out of here. I could not believe that it was like a DM exchange between him and a fan. Like, the thing is, though, I don't know about you, but it was kind of an edited screenshot. Like, we did not no. see the beginning of the conversation. Oh, okay. So okay. we do have to allow some room for benefit of the doubt for right. this monster of a man. But you don't use the C word. No, especially not. As a man towards women, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care whatever. I is it okay? Is it right? Maybe it's wrong, but I feel like only women can call women cunts. I I kind of feel the same, and never as a derogatory thing. No, like as oh my god, you're such a cunt. I I mean, you're such a. Yes. I don't even want to say it. You're such a cunt. Ha ha yeah. ha. Jokey yeah. jokey, but I don't this... know. It just it Ooh. hits differently when it comes from a man. I think it does and. Yeah, I'm glad he got called out for it because I think he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks. I am so shocked by his behavior. I'm very disappointed. I really kind of enjoyed his little glimmers on the show. But now he's revealed. I always thought he was kind of like just there. I'm like, I don't understand your place on this show. He has a very like, I'm way better than you attitude. And I don't like that. Yeah, And that is really coming out very (laughs) um broadly now that the season's wrapped and he realizes he made zero impression on anybody (laughs) he's like well fuck i gotta make sure everybody knows i'm an asshole i don't know what his thinking is 
Okay, I actually have another little tidbit for you. I don't know if you saw Erica Jane on Watch What Happens Live, but she <laughs> has brought up some, well, I'm, I think I'll just play the clip for you guys. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, she really kind of, I don't want to say attacked Kyle because I know that's a bad word. Um, she, she really wants Kyle to be held to task. Accountable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to play this. So what does that leave us in Beverly Hills? What do you mean? You know what I mean. <laughs> Where does well, that leave us with the Kyle Mauricio thing? Um, about, about like... Talking about our real lives. Talking about your real sorry, lives? Kind of, well, yeah. I think, I think that, well, I think Kyle, well, now that they're separate, I mean, now that they're separated, Kyle was on this show on premiere night and answered every question I had for her. That's good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll, we do the reunion next uh, Friday. As somebody who got eviscerated, yes, I would like to see everybody get the same treatment. You okay? <laughs> All right, great. Uh, well, and I love her; she's a dear friend. Yes, but fair is fair. Okay, well, I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> so, I love this Erica all, man. <laughs> the way she talks, though. What does this mean for Beverly yeah. Hills and and Kyle? You know, I want her to be eviscerated. The perfect villain voice. She does. She po- she makes a good point. Not she, makes a, she good makes a good point. point. And you know those keywords for me were our real lives. So yeah, what what is she? What do you what do you think she's alluding to there, Narbar? Well, at this point, I guess they're about to go into filming the reunion, and she's basically putting Andy on notice that listen, you better eviscerate Kyle for not being <laughs> truthful about what she was hiding in her real life. Yeah, and I want to know whether it's Kyle and Morgan are actually together, or this is all kind of, you know, they're really just friends. Maybe a PR stunt, if you will. Yeah, I hope whatever it is that we get the actual truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth after all of this. Bravo is just driving me crazy these days after that Salt Lake City reunion. Oh, This is a great episode of Beverly Hills. So it made me chuckle. It made me laugh. It was like really fun. And then Anna Marie ruined it all. So literally it was the first episode in probably a long time where I actually got the sense that these ladies are friends. Like when they were in the sprinter van, when they hit Barcelona (laughs) and they're like joking around, even up until the point fucking Anne Marie opened her stupid lips and (laughs) made the, you know, brought the whole thing to a screeching halt. Everybody seems like legitimate friends, and I fucking love to see it because we need that. It's so good. You know what I don't need to see, though? What? PK, naked, in bed, on FaceTime. Never again. (laughs) Why? Why did I I not see this? It was right at the beginning, and Dorit's like, oh, hello, my love. Oh, Oh, hello, you're in bed. And I'm like, "Ah!" Shirtless? Shirtless. Was there nipples? I think there was a nap, but honestly, it was, I was like, I, oh I'm not, I just don't want to think about PK that way. Honestly. No, I don't want to be forced to think about him. In that <laughs> way. Well, let's get into this episode. It was fun up until it wasn't. Okay, guys, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 13, episode 13, Tapas and Tattletales. Mwah. Who is the tattletale? I, you know, I don't. Oh, and Anna Marie. Oh, eight and a half, obviously. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For Crystal, tell it, Tatalina and Crystal. 
we had an Avi sighting. And every time I see him, he brings me joy and happiness. I would love more. <laughs> but sadly, Avi is not accompanying, accompanying Sutton on her trip to Barcelona. But Merce Cunningham is, Norrell, in yep. the form of ashes. Yep. So okay. okay. You know what? Kind of cool, right? I have to say, it is pretty wild that she has this man's ashes. I know. Like, he is... I, I mean wild in an iconic way not wild in a bad way no like he, no yeah okay okay he is huge i go, like i googled him and i was looking up his wikipedia the close relationship that she, that she had with him and the way she's just so nonchalant about it like mm-hmm. it kind of really displays that sutton is on a little bit of a different level of housewife than the rest of them and she's so subtle about it so subtle like we would never have known this and she says Merce was a god in the dance world and Mm -hmm. I mean that's very very cool um so she's had his ashes for 12 years she's going to bring him to Barcelona and spread them there she wants to make it a very meaningful trip and I just absolutely adored how she was speaking about Merce it was so touching to see and she says he was such a unique person and he absolutely loved her quirkiness right back. So, yeah. and that he was one of the most important men in her life. Like, how cool is that? You know? It's really fucking cool. And I thought it was a little bit lame the way everybody was making fun of the Ziploc bag. Oh my God. Give it a rest, ladies. What do you expect? Okay. I'm pretty sure that, at, like, I've never actually had any myself, but I do know that they do come in a plastic bag. They do. Uh, we have had um, a couple of my aunties and they do come in a plastic bag. You put the plastic bag in the urn or An whatever urn. you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever you want to bury, you know, the ashes in. It's crazy. I know. They were so rude and judgy about it and I did not like it. Um, before we even got to the discussion of the ashes, Sarah, I just need to point <laughs> something out to you. No. And that is the fact that they are playing a motherfucking game again. <laughs> and there's another game in Miami, too. And I thought of you. And oh, I just I know. I just chuckled. I'm going to call this out every single time it happens. Because you know what I've decided from here on in? What? I am keeping a housewife table game tally. <laughs> We're starting today. This is number one. All right. Okay. Okay. Number one. I loved Erica. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> no. No. And no. It's, it's a game all about who knows Sutton best, which was kind of fucking iconic and funny. Of all games that they could have played. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> it was. Sutton's first job. Naral. Do you remember? Her no. first job when she came to New York. Do you remember what she said? No. I remember somebody guessed barista. Barista. Yeah. She was a fucking nanny, bruh. Can you imagine Sutton as a nanny? I could. Could you? I could, actually. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I can't. Like a young Sutton, a quirky nanny. I could see it. I could see it. (laughs) So the ladies arrived to Villa Catalina, and oh my gosh, I just want to go to Barcelona with you. Oh my god, I know. We would have such a fucking blast. Especially if we went somewhere haunted. <gasps> Narell and Erica having the ability to smell spirits. <laughs> okay. I was okay. crying. They're like, I can't. And the lady is like, no, no, they're, they have, they're, they're super <laughs> friendly little people. It's okay. 
Listen, the only spirits that Erica is smelling come in a bottle from the liquor store. Like, there's no fucking way. What even, what do they smell like? I, I love her. Does everyone have a different scent? How is it that you, does it smell like death? I don't, I have so many questions. Yeah, the fact that they're these little ghosts yes. almost makes it creepier. Oh, it that would be creepier. Did. Like, are they children? What's happening? Are they no? Oh my god, or, child yeah. ghosts are the worst. Yes. Um, I love Erica guessed it right off the bat. She's like, it's haunted. I can smell it. I can smell it. We're all <laughs> gonna die. We're gonna die. As soon as I got out of the sprinter van, I knew this place was haunted. <laughs> and then she's like, We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Norel, what did that remind you of? You and me? Yeah. Always? No. Well, I feel okay. Like- <laughs> when Erica said we're going to die, it reminded me of the time oh, we went to Six Flags. Oh, the roller coaster? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We went to Six Flags, and I am such a was. And this is, I don't know how old we were, like 14 or something. Yep. And we're going on this massive roller coaster. This is Six Flags in um, California, and we were going on, I think it was called Colossus. Yes. It the roller coaster, right? With your yeah. brother behind us. was in the seat. No, he was a seat ahead of us, I think, wasn't he? Oh, yes, he was. He was. You're right. And he kept because we're going up. Like, we had to psych ourselves up to get on this roller coaster in the first place. And my brother's oh. like, it's fine. It was it's rickety. It's fine. It wasn't rickety. It's like a metal roller coaster. Sarah. It felt rickety. It just add to the story. <laughs> it girl. felt rickety. Okay. It felt very right, rickety okay. and, it was, and unstable. It was rickety. <laughs> and my brother convinced us to go on. My brother's like a little hellraiser. He's like, it's going to be fine, girls. Get on. <laughs> and then we're going up. And this thing is massive. I think it has like a... It's got a giant drop. Uh-huh. It's the first drop. It's enormous. Oh, and we're going up gosh. and we're going higher and higher. I swear to God, we could see British Columbia <laughs> from the top. Like, it was fucking high. I was like waving to my There's dad. Like, and my brother turns around and As he's we're like, dropping. <laughs> we're dropping. We're, about- we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, we lost our minds. We did. And then you guys went back on it. I'm like, I'm sitting this one out. I am scarred. Did I go back on it yeah. again? Yeah. I just had oh, to stand God. there and it was, yeah, kind of creepy. Well, to be fair, you do get uh, sick on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like you did at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> did I? I <laughs> Sarah, we like. Is that when I got heat stroke? You got heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Because we're Canadians in California, okay? <laughs> and so. I was trying, I was like, okay, I know all these rides at the back of my hand. Sarah, I think you're going to be fine on the Ferris wheel in California Adventure. It's real mild. You'll be fine. And you're like, okay. And you're like nauseous. And we go on there and you got, I don't know if you actually vomited, but you came pretty close. That was a time. Thank God I got over it relatively quickly, but I was down for like a good two days. Yeah. I had to go to Disneyland without you. Yeah. Just my brother. I'm like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm I'm going to bed. Because you had to stay in the air conditioning. Yeah. Anyway, that's probably not interesting to anybody but us. No. Okay. Let's carry on. Um, <laughs> Erica <laughs> was killing me this episode. I loved it. She's like, I don't need ghosts or little people in my life. I'm on medication. I'm trying very hard to remain stable. <laughs> medication. <laughs> That was pretty good when she said that. I lost it a little bit. And she was laughing so hard when Dorit's clothes fell down and Dorit is losing it. She thinks her room is very haunted. I think she was more losing it because they were all rentals. 
<laughs> she didn't want them to get damaged. You're right. Okay, I have a question for you. If you had okay. to vacation with one of these women in this group, who would it be? Besides Chef Storm, of course. Oh, all right. If he's not in the running, um, not Dorit, not Kyle, not Erica, not... I mean, Sutton would be fun, but I feel like that might be just a little bit much. I feel like <laughs> she would be exhausting. I could only handle her in small amounts. I'd end up being her, uh, her assistant by the end of the trip. Yeah, exactly. I think it would come down to either Garcelle or Crystal. Crystal? Probably Garcelle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She seems fun on holiday. She's she's really easygoing, I think. Yeah. To a point. That's, that's a good choice. I like it. Good one. What about you? Um, after this trip, I like Erica. I, I like I want this crazy woman in my life. I love it. Her uh her ghost sniffing abilities would come in handy, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh my god. So speaking of Garcelle and Chef Storm, this tag teaming conversation, Narelle, I was getting so awkward. I was a little, I didn't see that coming. I know, Garcelle. As much of a joke as it was, I also saw some seriousness. Like, I think Erica's down. Yeah. Oh, Erica's down. Erica's very down. She's down to go second, too, which I found... Extra interesting. <laughs> she doesn't care. She this no. is a vacation, Erica. She's like, you have fun, hun. I'm here to back you up. Vacation Garcelle and Vacation Erica are locked and loaded as soon as they <laughs> saw the chef. <laughs> this poor man basically should have been served as the main course because they were wow. This was the kind of like frivolous fun that we don't get very often in them, like in this franchise anymore, because mm-hmm. everybody's always so angry. So I was fucking enjoying it so much. And then fucking eight and a half, she wrecked it. Oh, literally, we were just having a real good time, and here she comes. She tells the group that Sutton and her have made friends, and she apologized to her. And then Sutton explains, well, that's, you know, it's not really the esophagus stuff that bothered me. It was the lonely and insecure yeah. stuff. Oh, Narelle, when we flash back and we saw Anne-Marie basically shaming Sutton for not being married, <gasps> I was shocked and Garcelle is pissed. And Anne-Marie says, I apologize for thanks. And she said, okay, in the most firm and irritated voice I've ever heard. Like, she is not apologizing. No, it's an offensive apology. It's the kind of apology where it's like, I'm sorry, you're upset. Yeah, You're not actually apologizing for your own fucking behavior. And I think it's usually the people who are in sad and unfulfilling relationships who try to project the jealousy and the loneliness onto single people. And to make it worse, it's usually because these people are miserable themselves Uh and actually jealous of the single person's like perceived freedom. I think I speak for all singles out there in the world when I say I would rather be single and alone than silently supporting a rapist. Okay. Yes. Preach. Thank you. As soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh, Norella's going to have something to say about this. Oh, she does. <laughs> because this was so, so disturbing to me. Uh, but Emery's <laughs> not done here. She says the first thing Crystal said to her about this group of women is that the ladies were not intelligent. Nobody was educated. They were all very shallow mm-hmm. and fake socialites. Mm-hmm. And she was the only true socialite in the group. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, Crystal, 
your response is not giving me like, oh, she didn't say this at all. She's like, that's ridiculous. Well, what do you think, Nora? It was it was lacking. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It, Tell me. It was like, lacking. Yeah. Is Crystal guilty of this? In the moment when Anne-Marie said it, I initially 100% was like, that's fucking bullshit. You're lying. Eight and a half. Shut your mouth. And then the flashbacks came of Crystal like saying <laughs> things very similar to that. And then Crystal actually saying, like, she never actually said, I didn't say it. She said, I would never say that to somebody I just met. Yes. yes. So you would say it. <laughs> you would say it. Then, you would Crystal. say it. Just not to Amory. Anne-Marie, whatever. The only thing is, though, I just don't really see her saying it to Anne-Marie because I I think that this is two people who met each other and disliked each other intensely from the get-go. Yeah. I don't see Crystal confiding in her that way, but I do see her saying it. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. I I got the vibes, especially with that. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like none of the women seem to really think Crystal didn't say it either. So there is that. Especially Dorit. Oh. And I have thoughts on this confessional where uh-huh. Dorit refers to Crystal as a child bride. Wow. Not only is it bad enough that she referred to an Asian woman as a child bride. Yeah. She then doubles down and made some comment about how she was 12 years old when she <sighs> married her husband. Yeah, I, and she's getting roasted, as she should. Like, has she lost all self-awareness here? Because even earlier in the episode, she goes, Kyle, I have. are you looking for your new husband in Barcelona? I'm like, as Kyle's trying to promote a... Yeah potentially gay storyline like to read you're so out of touch this was awful, awful but though. like let's not forget as well kyle got married at 19 oh my god to her no first doubt. husband <gasps> oh. so you don't throw kyle under the bus for being a child bride at 19 but you call out crystal for doing it at 24 and what about erica marrying old man girardi All right? Like, there are other things going on that are a little bit more suspicious, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Did you see what Crystal posted? I did. I did see what Crystal posted. Oh, I fucking loved it. I'm going to read it out. Yes, please. Let me find it. So she posted it to her Instagram. It's the same picture that flashed up on the screen when Dorit was shooting herself in the foot of Crystal and Rob. Um, And it says, keys to a successful marriage. Set aside quality time together, express love and appreciation, manage conflict constructively, buy, don't borrow, diamond necklaces for your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Burn. So good. Fucking Dorit, man. And then she even says, like, she makes a comment about building businesses. Like, (gasps) while you were being a child bride, we were over here building businesses. Where are your businesses, Dorit? Where are they today? Where are they? Dorit thinks Crystal likely said this as an excuse for why she's boring, which to me is another example of projection. The same way Eight and a Half is projecting her misery onto single people, Dorit is now projecting the fact that she knows she's fucking boring and nobody likes her onto (laughs) um, Crystal. That's my theory. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I'm I'm with you on this because Dorit, I think this is her last season. Honestly, I don't do think you? she'll be back. I do. Yeah. I hope so. 
I'm yeah, over her. I know. She she had a few good moments earlier this season, but it is all being undone very, very quickly. And I'm so sick of it. I do think the only reason she's being kept around is because production thinks the financial issues between her and PK. Uh-huh. I think they're hoping they're going to come out. And that's why they're keeping her. It's the only reason. Because what else does she bring? Honestly, she used to bring glam. That's gone out the window. But you're right. That is what she's bringing. And her fake, maybe, uh, marriage troubles. I don't even know if those are yeah. real. Like, everything that comes out of Dorit's mouth, besides disdain, is probably fake. So And some racism. Uh, okay, and that. <laughs> I was going to say and judgment. But yes, and blatant racism. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Only a couple things left to really talk about. Erica and the earrings. Erica is very excited to show everyone in the group the next Mm. morning. Um, An article. (laughs) The court can't prove the client money was used to buy the earrings. So they shouldn't have been taken in the first place. So they, you know, it will go down to a smaller court, Erica says. And uh, how how did you feel about Erica directing this news to Crystal? (laughs) Narelle? (laughs) I mean, okay. First of all, it's still in court. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, it, you haven't won. I don't think this is the moment that Erica thought it was. And I don't, I, I think that's why nobody really reacted to it. Like if somebody told me, yeah, it was in like higher court. And then now they're bringing it down to lower court. So I, I win. You guys must apologize. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, come, come back at me when you've actually won and the earrings are yours again. Okay. Like it just, it doesn't. I don't think it was a win for Erica. And the fact that she um, took that moment to kind of dig Crystal in even deeper, it really shows how I don't think very many people like Crystal. I agree, because honestly, those flashbacks, I gotta admit, it was mostly Garcelle who was up Erica's butt about the earrings. So Yeah, it was, yeah. I th- I do think Erica's probably treading lightly with Garcelle right now, especially what just happened with Dorit yes. and Garcelle. But uh, that's a good point to direct it straight to Crystal. I thought, ooh, but remember when I predicted an Erica Crystal feud way back? I oh feel my like God. I feel like you it's did. Kind of, yeah, I feel. Did you like, smell it? You smell I it. S- <laughs> <laughs> I could smell that feud from miles away. But Erica is feeling real vindicated right now, and she is not afraid to share it. And she's real pissed that nobody else is like happy for her. Yeah, I I get it. If it's true, like if it's honestly genuine, I understand why she'd be pissed. But it's this just the is... fact that it's not over. Like you, you still have to prove something in court again. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, come back to us next year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's probably where everyone's head is at as well. Um, yeah. She just really doesn't get that. But okay, the last bit of the episode was intense. That drive was scary oh my god remind me never to go up carsick mountain like what the hell that looked horrific roller coaster like yeah and what is going on with crystal do you think she's dehydrated or something i mean usually that is the case like especially when you're traveling and you've just had a 12-hour flight and you're in a new country and like you're not keeping to your routine of hydration like it almost always is hydration or dehydration and i think Mm -hmm. that affects your veins I think so right. too. And elevation, right? They're yeah, climbing exactly. a mountain. And then yeah. add car sickness on top of it. I fucking hated though that little comment that Kyle made where she was like, now Crystal is at the mercy oh. of eight and a half. 
Oh. Uh, no, she's not. Kyle, you're not going to sell us on Anna Marie, okay? You're just not going to do it. If Anne Marie is an actual health professional, she'll set everything aside and she'll help Crystal. But that's also forgetting the fact that production is there. Mm-hmm. Like, Crystal's husband would fucking order an, an air vac, like a helicopter, whatever, to come and evacuate her off the mountain and get her to a hospital. <laughs> like, yeah. nobody has to depend on eight and a half, okay? And if we do, the world's fucking ending. Uh- I love, I love your disdain for her. Oh, Sarah, I hate her. Yeah. She's very hateable. I hate to say that, but she has not done herself any favors. And uh, yeah, let's not even talk about her. Anyway, that was Beverly Hills. And I really enjoyed half of it. I enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah, it was a good episode. (laughs) I mean, the game part really irked me. But um, I'm going to try and make it more fun for me now. Every episode when I see one of these games. So I'm just going to count them. That's going to soothe me, I think. Yeah. We can have like a game of our own when we get to 100 because that's going to happen like by next week. That's right. <laughs> yes, it is. Because uh, we have one coming up here in Miami, baby. I know. Should we head over? Let's do it. Let's talk about Larsa. This was a very Larsa-centric episode. I'm not here for it. Real Housewives of Miami, <laughs> season three, episode 13, Miami in Mexico. Season three? Season six. Yeah, why did I put three? Season six, episode 13, Miami in Mexico. So the ladies are off to Mexico City. They arrive at the hotel and they start off in Alexia's penthouse suite for lunch. They're going over the plan for their trip and Larsa randomly, to my perspective, Brings up the fact that Alexia mentioned ages ago that Larsa only ever invites them to business-related things that she can promote. (laughs) So this was very problematic for Larsa because she obviously wanted to promote something for her business and she wanted to bring it up again. But did I miss something? Like this came out of nowhere or did Alexia make a comment? I did not see Alexia say a single thing. And all of a sudden Larsa's just screaming about how she doesn't have Todd. I I don't understand where it came from. I even wrote, where did this come from? Right? Is this to guilt trip Marcus into paying for her rent? Like, what is happening? I was so confused. That's a good theory. That is a good theory. I mean, it's the most Larsa theory I could come up with. I get what she's saying, that she doesn't have the security of a husband. And as a single person on the show, she does have to hustle and that's why she's promoting herself like every chance she gets however mm-hmm. nobody was saying anything i don't know why I this was know. brought up again i honestly feel like it's a bit of a dig about marcus in a weird way so she can go back and oh, i got into a fight with alexia like marcus has michael jordan money honey okay like well it- larsa has scotty money scotty pippin money i she calls out Alexia for having taught and I'm like bitch you got 50% of Scotty's earnings during your guys's marriage like you're not that badly off Alexia's like you had Scotty for 23 years and I'm like yeah. I don't know why uh, Alexia's Irish right now but it and happened. then we've got Kiki like waving around a vibrator <laughs> oh like God. I got nobody I had to pay for this Kiki's Love. the only one who could really have like anything to stand on here mm-hmm so I have a question for you. Oh. <laughs> Who would you, and it's got nothing to do with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather start a business with, Sarah, Monica Fowler or Larsa? Oh. 
Gotta put some thought into this. My God. You have a proven narcissistic psychopath. (laughs) Times two. (laughs) Versus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay. So I I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Larsa on this one because I think Monica would eventually rip me off, steal all the money, and then just start a fake account to slander the shit out of me. So I'm going to go with uh, Larsa because not only does she have the Michael Jordan promotion connection, uh, she's also... She's got that seed money. She's got <laughs> she's got that promise ring money, honey. She, she also could probably be easily manipulated. <laughs> ah, that's a very well thought out answer. Thank you. What about you? I know Larsa's like your number one most hated housewife. No, this is just a question for Sarah. I don't have to answer it. No, answer. Answer it right now. I would go for Larsa simply because I think I could outsmart her. <laughs> you would pull a Monica on Larsa? <laughs> exactly. I would out Larsa Larsa. I would Monica the shit out of her and get I rid of her. It. And then I'd be the only person. But this is, of course, after <laughs> I used her money to start my business. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. She deserves okay. I did laugh when <laughs> this is like another trampoline with eyes. Like, it's a compliment. Lars is like, when I bring up Todd, it's a compliment, Alexia. Oh, I know. It's never a compliment, babe. <laughs> when you bring up somebody's husband as proof <laughs> that somebody's not working and has never earned money themselves, it's not really a compliment. Okay. <laughs> so Kiki's getting real pissed. At the hypocrisy that's going on here. And I can't say I blame her because Larsa is making such a huge deal about this with Alexia while she herself didn't even bother to support Kiki by coming to her after party at swim week. Meanwhile, Larsa is now going after Alexia for being combative. And we've got Marisol on the couch. She's like menopausing, I guess. And Julia and Adriana <laughs> are fanning her. It was like pure Miami mayhem. And I loved it. Another question I have for you. I thought you were probably going to see this one coming because they talked about it themselves. Who do you think would win in the <laughs> ring, like the wrestling ring or the boxing ring, Alexia or Larsa? Oh, oh, I I did think about this. I know Larsa works out. I don't know if Alexia does. She probably is just born this way. She's so gorgeous. Um, I feel like Alexia. I'm going to go team Alexia. What about you? Same. Same. Alexia all the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's got the fight Larsa. In her. Would just fall down into the fetal position <laughs> and cover her face because <laughs> maybe my, her ass. I don't know. My biggest investment. <laughs> my biggest assets. <laughs> Alexia would claw her to shreds, I think. I, I feel like she would. It's innate in her. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like a little pit bull. She, this would probably be the only fight I would ever pay money to see. <laughs> All right. So Kiki, Julia, and Adriana are off to dance rehearsal while everybody else is going cake shopping. How much would you be panicking if you were Adriana in this moment? Oh, my God. No time to rehearse. People are like lifting her up in the air. I was, I would not be going out later that night. I would be staying home to practice. I would be staying home to practice or I'd be like, okay, guys, can you just dance? I'll just sing, sing, maybe? Yeah, Um, maybe that's what's going to end up happening. I cannot imagine. Like, she has done a few of these moves. We're we're good. Maybe just, you know, do a couple. But, oh, I'd be panicking. And Kiki's like, this is not going well. No. Mm -mm. No. Oh, my God. How much did you love Kiki's look (gasps) on the way into the stance rehearsal? Like, she's 
insanely gorgeous. So stunning. Oh. It actually hurts to look at her. She's that beautiful. She is. I feel the same about Gertie too. There's something about Gertie that I just, yes. oh, I have such a crush on her. So the other ladies are out there ordering cakes, except for Larsa and Lisa, because obviously they had to head outside to take selfies <laughs> together. And they start discussing whether or not they share phone passcodes with their men, oh which made me curious. Sarah, do you? Do you? With Troy? No, but he knows mine. Mm-hmm. I know his. Oh, what do you mean no then? Oh, yes. I thought. Your answer is yes. <laughs> I thought you meant because <laughs> Larsa has the same passcode as Marcus, right? Isn't that what she said? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like, and least Okay. So we do <laughs> yes, know each other's, but it's more out of convenience. Like, oh my God, I left my phone here. Can you go look this up? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think probably in most relationships, like long-term relationships, that's normal. You know, you need to know just in case something happens. <laughs> that's kind of my thought. When you start hiding your phones from each other, yeah. Then, but Lars, you know, there's Larsa an issue. Is very jealous. She's very insecure. Yeah, you can tell it's not really a natural thing for Larsa and Marcus, and it's very early on as well. I wouldn't just share my phone passcode no. with somebody who I only have a promise ring with. Exactly. <laughs> no. I mean, Troy and I, we didn't know each other's for years. Like honestly, yeah. So. It- takes a certain level so hers is obviously stemming from insecurity and not security so kiki comes to visit gertie later as they're getting ready for the for dinner and for cocktails and she reveals that she heard larsa did an interview about gertie and she mentioned in the interview that she doesn't cry the way that other people on the cast cry and that she said something about there being fake tears Mm -hmm. So oh, it was, boy. yeah, yeah. First of all, I loved it. Gertie, love her. She is such a fast talker. All Kiki did was say this like one sentence and then Gertie <laughs> just kind of whipped herself up into this like gertified tornado. And she's like, well, did she say this before? Did she know this before? I don't know. And Kiki is just sitting there and she is sipping her juice box or whatever that was. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, did Kiki tell Gertie this simply because she's annoyed at Larsa? Ooh, I, I do feel like Kiki has a bit of an allegiance towards Gertie. I do. I, feel like I think I the do. opposite. I think she's a Larsa stan. I know. And I, I know you told me that last week and I don't see that. I don't feel it. Keep in mind, everyone, I did not watch the last two seasons, but I, yeah, I don't see that much. Um, I just see Kiki really caring about Gertie right now. Maybe to get back at Larsa, it could be. Probably not. I think Kiki was just genuinely like, oh, it just came up. I think Kiki's just trying to stir the shit. Okay. What about you? That could be true. (laughs) Uh, It could be. Well, it could be true, Sarah. I actually have a point that will refute all of it, though, in just a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. I like it. Kiki goes on to confront Larsa when they arrive to Marisol's... um, I guess it was a tailgate in the lobby. I don't know. (laughs) And she's like, listen, I hear what you're saying about us supporting you. But then where were you at my party when I was wanting your support? And this flippin' pufferfish turns to this woman and actually says, oh, but you know, I was on antibiotics, right? Girl, shut the fuck up. She never acknowledges anything, Sarah, ever. She's so full of deflection. 
And filler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, dude, I get it. If someone's on antibiotics, you probably don't want to go out partying, whatever. Mention it on the night then. Yes. And and my thought is maybe she did and whatever. It just wasn't shown. But Larsa has zero accountability. And this is the problem. This is like... This is like Anna Marie from Beverly Hills. It's like, you guys, you gotta, this is like Monica. You gotta just acknowledge when you fuck up and just sometimes say sorry, you know, instead of justification after justification. It is so fucking annoying. It's the housewives who can never be accountable that people really start to hate after a while. This is a little bit of proof, in my opinion, as to why Kiki is a Larsa fan uh, more so than Gertie. She just accepts this. Yeah, she did. Larsa's like, I bought you a gift because I know that you can be bought. And (laughs) Kiki's all good. She's like, oh, great. I love you again. And they're all laughing. Happy, happy. Her allegiance, I believe, is with Larsa over Gertie. So that's why I found it very interesting that that she brought that to Gertie's attention. Maybe she doesn't know Gertie as well. I mean, I'm sure Gertie would be a much better friend, Kiki. They might want to transfer over there whatever it is i was just kind of happy that we saw a little bit more of kiki this episode oh she's awesome she is so good on the screen but we need more of her we do so everybody arrives they head off to dinner at the art gallery which was very (laughs) i loved it i could just i imagine you and i walking into that like we would love it absolutely love it absolutely right yeah the only the only thought i had though was So this kind of party or this kind of experience or atmosphere, I should say, would be so fun if there was a giant group of people, but with eight women. It's awkward. awkward. So awkward. Not fun at all. Not Not fun at all. No, I'm sorry. Like strippers and things like that. The servers, the little bunnies, that whole thing. Like Kiki was soups into it and good for her. She was the only one who really. I cannot believe she walked in. She's like, can I touch? Can I touch? I can touch. I love her. But I'm like, I could never, I could never, unless there's a bunch of other maniacal women in this room, women, yeah. men, people. I want that team energy. Okay. I can't do it on my own. It's too intimidating. It's just a little bit too obvious that I'm supposed to be looking exactly. at you when there's only eight people. Yeah. I need there to be like, it's just, it's not as fun. It's very, I would be uncomfortable in that situation. and. Oh, look, Sarah, they're playing another flipping game. So we're up to number two now, guys. Everybody keeping count with me? Number two. So it's truth or dare. Like, they didn't even really put much thought into this game. And the first question was interesting, which was, have you ever questioned your sexuality? That was an interesting question. Was not prepared for Adriana's response (laughs) about why she hasn't. Because there are too many cavernous... It's smelly things. I can't with Sarah. this woman. I paused it and rewound. And that. she's like wading through. She's like it's like she's swimming or something. <laughs> she's so, no, no. She's so so insane. I I love her. I, I hate her. I do too. I, I love. Her. Oh, I I love both. Both. I'm both of her. Yeah. And then it's Gertie's turn next. And no surprise here. Jeez. She asks Larsa truth or dare. And this dumbass chooses truth. <laughs> I'm like, fuck's sake, go for dare, babe. So Gertie obviously confronts her about the comment that she made about fake tears. And Larsa says, 
her res- I wrote it out word for word. It did not make sense. She said, yeah, I said the fake tears because I don't know why she was saying I was fake. She meaning Gertie, I guess, but she said it to Gertie. So yeah. it was just a little bit weird. Gertie points out immediately, and I fucking love this, that, you know, physically, Larsa, you're the fakest of all of us. And then we flash <laughs> over to those man bunnies, and they're, like, laughing. I was like, <laughs> yes. I gotta say, Larsa just looks... I'm sorry. I, I I don't disparage anyone's looks, but the surgery is just... It's okay, because it's Larsa. Yeah, and because it's just okay. all surgery, and it just... Obviously, it's yeah. quite recent. She, it, Oh, my God, it just looks so bad. It looks so bad. I don't know if it was recent or if we've just never seen this lighting on her before, Perhaps. but it was, it was. It's not good. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, she looked a lot better on the traders. I'll, I'll say that. I'm not going to say anything positive about her ever. <laughs> so Gertie points out that Larsa isn't being a friend to her while Gertie's going through a really tough time. And in her confessional, Larsa says that she is sick. Of being everybody else's punching bag. I need to ask you, can you think of a single time anybody has ever thrown the first jab at Larsa that wasn't a needle? No. Maybe (laughs) Alexia. I'm sure. If anyone were to do it, I'm going to go with Alexia. I can't think of a single time, and I'm being honest here. No. Larsa punches everybody else. She does. And I kind of feel like it's because she doesn't understand what people are trying to say, and she misinterprets things and just flies off the handle. She's really quite unhinged, but in a very calm way. You know? She has a calm demeanor sometimes. I think she's incredibly reactive, actually. She is, but she's also... Everything about her, it's like she's kind of half there, you know? I don't I don't know. I, I think she has a very, um, what's the word? Like a constructed persona. She's very carefully yes. crafted this look. She's crafted her body. She's crafted her face. Her voice. She's crafted a personality. She's crafted who she is in a relationship with Marcus. Yes, she's crafted her voice. She's crafted everything. And so I often see things under that crafted surface Mm -hmm. that she's kind of suppressing I guess and then it comes out in these moments when she becomes just so reactive like with Alexia at the beginning of the episode I don't understand where it came from and anytime she gets into an argument I don't really understand how she goes from zero to a hundred she makes the comment that she's dodging bullets all day and I'm like you're holding the fucking gun well and it's so interesting because that is the first time I've heard Larsa's real voice this season is when she was screeching at Alexia. And I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. Like she is, she has crafted everything about herself. And it's what a horrible, miserable life that must be, Norelle. Yep. Well, that is what, that's what has brought us who Larsa is. Well, yeah. Because she she, is miserable under it. Yeah, she must be. And did she do start all the surgery after she left Scotty or he left her or whatever? I don't even know. I wonder. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Lisa. Lisa Norell. She loves getting jealous. She loves getting jealous and that's her kink. (laughs) I'm like, oh, so is this how you and Lenny survived? That was really weird. Yeah. She's like, it can go too far. Like when you actually follow through, but. (laughs) She's. Uh, She's really Larsa-esque though. Hey, I never noticed. But it's getting real bad. Well, I 
I don't know for sure if, if Lenny was her plastic surgeon. I know, I, I'm pretty sure he was. So maybe she has a new plastic surgeon now. Should we really be talking this much about people's plastic surgery? I don't no, know. No, I meant personality. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wasn't, no, oh, I swear I'm to you. So I was talking. Shallow. I'm <laughs> no, so shallow. I'm so shallow. No, you're no, I don't want to talk about anyone else's plastic surgery except Larsa's. Just Larsa's. Yeah. But no, she's just so much like Larsa. But. Well, I think she's a very angry woman right now. She's very bitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And when she you is. live in that arena for so long, it just, it becomes a part of you and it's leaking out of her now. Like the preview we get of her. Oh. Coming up for next week's episode. It does not look good for Lisa going after kiki like that i don't like yeah. it over a stray dog oh my god so reactionary yeah, yeah. reactive same way yeah interesting correlation there mm-hmm. but um that's miami guys we did it happy friday we bitches. did it Woo! thank you guys for like putting up with my probably less lively demeanor over uh these week's episodes but we did it bad for you but you did it and you're such a trooper and we love you guys and thank you so much for all of our new followers that have joined us and the reviews Uh, welcome yeah we really appreciate it and we hope you guys have an amazing weekend we will catch you next week sometime and until then stay truthful but not hopeless love you make sure you rate review subscribe especially All the people who have just found us, we love you. Welcome. Let us know what you think, but only if it's nice. Only if it's nice. I was just going to (laughs) say. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you.